with this pick. I'm going to take a quarterback. I'm going to take Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. I'm going to take Tevin Jenkins, a tackle what? from Oklahoma State. We'll see if it happens. I don't think it would pan out super great for the Saints. Like having three, <laughs> medi- three mediocre quarterbacks. That's mediocre. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 74th episode of the You Thought Sport podcast. I'm here with the the usual crew. We got Lucas, Jared, Wyatt, and Bart. Uh, we're gonna start off today talking about some ownership in sports, and then we're gonna move into a mock NFL draft. So prepare yourselves. I should get quite intense. the The trades will be flying. Uh, the picks will be outrageous. Just yeah stay tuned uh but anyway we're gonna start off as usual with a roundup of what we've seen over the past week uh to start we saw lebron uh, this is obviously the biggest news of the week lebron listed his la mansion um so cue the rumor mill um lebron's getting out um or more likely he's just getting an even better la mansion which <laughs> seems hard to imagine having that space jam money exactly exactly, exactly. yeah yeah <laughs> nba money can't compare to movie star money so LeBron has graduated, um, but anyway. Can it so, actually? Yeah, I feel like yeah. NBA money is actually higher. Is it? I, I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're like, like unless you're like George Clooney or like I don't know Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I think like Matt Damon. Yeah. I think is the most marketable star. Yeah, I mean there are stars who could. Yeah, wasn't it The Rock? Oh, it might oh, be The Rock. Could be The Rock. You're right. You're right. No, it probably is The Rock. For our main topic, yeah, but. Um, and some some other news, we got our classic ridiculous pre-draft stuff going on from analysts. Uh, for one, we had Trevor Lawrence saying that it's not like I need football for my life to be okay. Um, and everyone jumped on that, um, saying that he has no motivation. He doesn't care about the sport. Um, oh so, yeah, we'll, we'll see if that's true. We'll see if he retires <laughs> no. a couple of games in. Um, <laughs> football must be his life. We will, we will not allow anything else. Um other college football stuff, we saw Bama had their spring game, which was the most attended uh, sporting event since the pandemic started over a year ago. Whoa. Yeah, it had like 47,000 people or something, at least in the wow. U.S., the most attended. Um, and their their new QB1, uh, Bryce Young, won MVP, looked quite good. Uh, so Mac Jones, uh, yeah, maybe maybe nothing special, but more on that later. Um, There's no escape, <laughs> no escape from yeah. Alabama. Ever, yeah. It's my takeaway. <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, we saw another no hitter last week. So that's two over the past two weeks. A near perfect game from Carlos Rodon on the White Sox. In other baseball news, we saw Braves infielder Sean Kazmar Jr. made his first MLB appearance since 2008 which was the longest gap between MLB appearances ever. So I know everyone watching that guy's career, and we're all very excited for Sean right now. I've been waiting for this moment. Um, And finally, we got Steph Curry going on an absolute tear right now. He's, I believe, shooting over 50% from three in April. I think he's averaging like 40 points a game. Is that true? Something around that? Oh, during the stretch or on the season? During the stretch, yeah. Oh, because he's he's the NBA leader in points per game now on the season. Yeah, so he is becoming potentially... An MVP candidate, um, though I guess he's got to get the the Warriors to the playoffs for that to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And 
Last of all, we have some soccer news with the rip the Super League. Um, <laughs> it's it's lifetime was from Monday or Sunday night maybe to today. Um, and yeah, it was supposed to be, I think, what, 14 teams comprised mostly of or six English teams, a couple Spanish teams, a couple uh, Italian teams, right? Um, and fans revolted as they should have and probably put an end to it given that all the english teams have pulled out i don't know if other teams have pulled out yet but i think they officially suspended end. it like 30 minutes ago or something like that <laughs> it's just in yeah um but anyway so um yeah those who got hyped for the super league sorry we we hate to 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 break it to you uh, but anyway the, the gonna, 12 yeah, owners that exactly, got hyped for exactly. yeah who were yeah prepared for that money um but anyway um so we're gonna we're gonna start off with some ownership and sports talk we saw a rod bought or is a, a part owner of the going to be a part owner of the wolves d wade bought a stake in the jazz so we're seeing a lot of former athletes kind of going for an nba team or just uh sports ownership in general uh bart we're gonna start with you which league would you most want to own a team in well, I suppose the obvious answer is uh, not the Super League. <laughs> I, unless, unless I, I just wanted to say that unless the thing that you're going for is delusion to the level that you can just literally make your own rules and have no consequences. Because <laughs> that's what they thought they could do, apparently. So, yeah, like you said, rip to that. Um, I, I will touch on this later. I do think one like possibly cool one would be being an owner of a Premier League club, but that's not my, my real answer just because I think the culture in England for football is uh is awesome but I, I my answer is i think more oriented towards the states so my first thought i just think from like a business man perspective like a savvy moneymaker kind of thing it's got to be the nfl right the nfl revenue is like the highest of all the major sports and as far as i can tell the owners of the nfl teams make more money than mlb owners nba owners so on and so forth so from that perspective like you're an owner of a team primarily because you want to make money right i think so that's one thing but just like from a fun perspective, my answer has to be the NBA. I just think being an NBA owner is like, it seems like it'd be the most fun gig, right? Like you, I don't know. I mean, maybe this isn't true, but I get the sense that it's easier to build a contender of an NBA team because it's so star driven. So that's one thing. Mm. I think it's easier to handle a roster of like 15 guys or so than a roster of like 50 some, you know, like dealing, I don't know, just dealing with like the hassle of it all. And then, you know, like the good NBA owners, I think, are really good at just like letting their people do their thing, which uh, maybe is not as common in the NFL. And then just like I think the main thing is like you just get more visibility. I mean, obviously, it's not a good thing if you don't want it. But like NBA <laughs> owners are like really on the forefront sometimes. Like you get yeah. like sound bites and clips of Mark Cuban like going crazy. You get like videos of like Steve Ballmer going nuts at the introductory <laughs> press conference for Kawhi and Paul George, right? Um, you have like, I don't know, they don't always come, but at the NBA draft lottery, like they show up, things like that. Mm. So I just think like NBA owners seem like they're having more fun. I mean, basketball is like probably just a more, I don't know, in a way it's a more fun sport mm -hmm. than football. So that would be my pick. I just think it's like, if it's going to be something that you're investing so much time into and money into it, rather, I think it's just be more rewarding than the NFL, even though they make more money. But like I said earlier, I think if you're into soccer, being an owner in a Premier League team would also be awesome just because the, the culture there is so intense and passionate and things like that. But for me, it's got to be the NBA. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the vibes as an NBA owner are just, like, great. Like, I think that they're just, like, like Bart mentioned, like, having a great time. Like, Mark Cuban, like, is having the time of his life, I feel like, and can have, like, sound bites on, like, every TV, like, sh like sports <laughs> TV show if he wants. Like, there's a level of access, I think. 
uh, that they get as well that I think isn't like necessarily there in the NFL. Um, I also think being an NFL owner would be like very, very high stress um, just because like it's harder to build a contender and I feel like, um, yeah, it'd just be a lot more difficult of a situation to be in. Mm. Yeah. And um, while I think that some of like the, like the fact that Mark Cuban is so big is like just a personality thing. I feel like he'd be big in whatever league he was in. Mm. Yeah, exactly. An enormous (laughs) market. Um, But I do think the fact that like he can sit courtside or that, you know, an owner can, you know, be that visible um, in the NBA and just kind of be front and center the whole time does kind of make them, yeah, more of a focal point, I guess. For me, that's kind of a strike against it, though. That's why I didn't. NBA was not in. I think you know they're gonna make they make good money too. Like they have good TV mm-hmm. deals and all that stuff, obviously. But because of, I felt like there was more pressure to be visible and like to you have to like kind of say the right things mm-hmm. nowadays and like in terms of social justice stuff or um, I don't know any like political issue. You kind of have to say the right things and like people look to NBA owners, I think, more than other owners uh, other sports leagues to like be on the forefront of that so i think there's like a little bit more societal pressure in that way um which could be a detractor for like a lot of people obviously um so that yeah that's my perspective on it but yeah. i do think I, it could be like oh go ahead Brock, sorry uh, all you okay well if you'll be so kind i think that could be like <laughs> um i think that could be a plus though like you, you have the yeah a platform to le- be a leader as well on those things if you want to be. And, yeah. you know, unless you're Daryl Morey, and, like, <laughs> <laughs> who I guess is not an owner, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, for the most part, like, I think you have the space to, like, make change in a way you don't in other places, like, outside of your ownership That's role. True. Yeah. yeah. I, I, one, one, I do, one, like, team I do want to throw out there that is not North American-based is Formula One. You know, I become mm-hmm. a Formula One fan. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's like, I don't know, I'm sure there's other like really global sports, but you basically get to travel the world, mm-hmm. you know, watch f- cars go fast if that's, some, that's something that guys like to do or whatever. I'm sure a lot of guys <laughs> like to do it too, but, you know, it has a lot of glamour and prestige. And unless you're like Mercedes, kind of to Bart's point, unless you're Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, there's pretty much no pressure to win. It's just like, just go put out a team. Just go put out a team. Try to get like a podium every once in a while, and you're good. There's like n- nobody really expects you to win, so there's not that much pressure on that. The only problem with Formula One teams is, well, it's kind of a plus. They're not very valuable compared to like an NFL franchise. Like the Cowboys, I think are like five billion. Scuderia Ferrari, which is the most valuable F1 team, in 2019 was 1.35 billion. So like quite a big difference, which would mean. I don't know if you do want to buy one, they're cheaper, but they also can lose a lot of money. Like in 2019, McLaren, McLaren lost $137 million that year, which is, which is ridiculous. The most profitable team that year was Mercedes. And that was only 22 million. I didn't look up what NFL owners make in in income. I'm sure it's much higher than that though. So there's like some cons with, with the F1 team in terms of, uh, Plus, you would have to like buy the car company or something too. Someone that's back to the car company. I'm not yeah, sure how yeah. that would work. Yeah, no, I feel like one of my one of my questions about like if McLaren loses that much money, like that's just considering their you know how much money they lost in Formula One, right? I feel like a lot of their 
a lot of the reason for doing it is like for owning a team or for a car company owning a team is like that marketing and i wonder yeah. how much that is worth in response yeah. to that though maybe that figure was already including that and mclaren is just screwed um, but <laughs> i don't think it was including yeah. that it was just it was just like operating income from the f1 team itself yeah. yeah i think it definitely like you said the marketing is definitely a huge thing yeah. i mean that's like kind of what ford v ferrari is about if, if yeah. anybody's seen that movie that's why ford gets into the 24 hour <laughs> le mans is for the marketing of it essentially <laughs> which is great movie. yeah it is a good movie <laughs> uh but an independent team like just for reference an independent team that's like not backed by like a manufacturer williams they're not even good they made they made six million dollars actually in 2019 so, really good for yeah. williams huh? Maybe they should spend some money on their car. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about Haas? I feel like Haas is always ha- losing money, but. They're losing money. Yeah. <laughs> no way. They have to, like, sign the son of a Russian oligarch in order to, like, survive. That's the thing. I feel like funding in Formula One is kind of sketchy. Like, I, like, it is, yeah. I think Haas was also the one that got duped by, like, an energy drink company. Yes. That yes, said that they had some amount of money <laughs> and then said they'd get give them this amount of funding and then they they just dipped <laughs> yeah. and Haas was left broke but anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, okay moving on from the league that you'd most want to own a team in is there a team out there that's ripe for acquisition that you'd want to own anybody i, I can think of 12 soccer clubs right now <laughs> in desperate need <laughs> are they actually, are they actually getting ready to sell right now though? yeah a bunch it? of them uh yeah manchester united's like president already resigned and the owners said they're going to sell apparently like reports are that liverpool's owners are going to sell and arsenal's as well so like and that's just the start why is there, why is there pressure to sell right now though it's just a bad pr thing and you get over it and why, why do you have to sell the team i think that they're just so like reviled by the fans at this point that people will like protest going to games and giving them money just so like there's new ownership so they're like <clears throat> sell high like at this point. <laughs> Interesting. I'm not totally sold. No pun intended. Yeah. I, I, I want to say I want to see that in like two weeks. I Good, because you can't yeah. afford it, Bart. <laughs> you wouldn't know that for sure. <laughs> That's true. I wouldn't know. You haven't uh, seen his Cayman accounts. Come on. <laughs> yeah. My cop out answer is, of course, the Wolves. I know that they're mm-hmm. like part of the source of this, but like I looked it up, they're the third least valuable NBA franchise. So that's one reason, you know. Yeah. If, if there's any team you can afford, it's them. Uh, but also, Who's just below like, them. Do you? Remember? Uh, I don't remember. I have no idea. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, it's it's. A, I think Pelicans. Forbes posted the evaluations this year, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, Pelicans were last. Yes, I think so. Oh, okay. That's true. Anyways, I was also going to say, this actually reminded me of something you were saying, Jared, about how there's, like, not necessarily stress. Glenn Taylor has been their owner the whole time. They are, like, objectively the least winningest franchise in any of the major sports leagues, and he still is, like, not really hated. Like, nobody really cares. So that's yeah. another thing is, like, I would like to own them because, like, that's funny. You, know, you can just chill and do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ca- yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, kind of along those lines, I feel like it's a it'd be a good opportunity to take a team that has a despised owner because you're, mm-hmm. you'll be given like, I feel like a bit of leeway just because you're not oh, yeah. that owner. Like James Dolan for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Everyone despises him. <laughs> it's yeah. just such a just fervent. Yeah. He's so like, I feel like if you took the them over, you'd have like two or three years where like everyone just be like, wouldn't care what was happening. They'd just be like, you're not James Dolan. So 
But what about like I don't know? What about like the Washington football team though, where they kind of they just came out like the Redskins controversy, yeah. and then there's like Dan Snyder always seems to have a controversy too. Apparently, like, mm. would you just want to say I don't want to get kind of get involved in that like filth or n- filth might be too harsh for it, but I don't want to get involved <laughs> with that. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's something appealing about like being the like the one to turn the franchise around. Yeah. I th- like, okay. I just don't think Dan Snyder is not going to be selling anytime soon. Yeah, he's, he's still really young. Well, he actually just bought a bunch of uh, he his minority, minority owners. owners. Yeah, minority owners. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, God. My answer is the Kings because I want to move the Kings out of Sacramento. I think they're buried behind a lot of the other California teams. And I think it was a couple yeah. years ago. I actually might have been in high school when this was circulating. There is uh, speculation that the Kings might move out of Sacramento and become the next team in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that was Sacramento. like the summer, wasn't it? I, they, I, it, it's, really I think it's been around for a while, uh, mm-hmm. but the Seattle Kings has a nice ring to it. So yeah, I'd, I'd it like does. to be the guy to move them. It saved Aaron Fox's career. I'm here for it. It probably oh, will. Oh. <laughs> Dude is so good. That would be cool. Yeah. I also picked a Seattle-based team. Or I, I would buy. I would 100% love to be an, a part owner or owner of the Mariners. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how ripe mm-hmm. they are for acquisition, but they've been bad for a really long time. They're actually good right now. They're, they're like 10 yeah. and 6 or something like that, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. as of this recording. I believe they beat the Dodgers. I'm, I didn't actually end up catching the, the wow. last part of the game, but they wow. were leading in like the 8th. Okay. So okay. the Mariners, though, I know like they're owned by like a Japanese group and I and I think like a mixture of some Americans or something, too. So I'm not sure like what their level of selling is, but they haven't been good for a long time. They just had to get a new sponsor for their like field name and all that. So yeah. I don't know. I think that'd be an, uh, that would be a fun team. A baseball yeah. team, I think, would be really fun. Where it's just like, you know what? It's Sunday. There's a game going on right now. I don't have to get like all dolled up and like be be visible. I can just kind of be in my hoodie and like in the back behind you know behind the home plate and just like have my scorecard and you know you can be you can like show up to an MLB game more casually. Where like an NBA owner, I, I don't know, but an NFL owner, I always envision like wearing a suit to the game. I don't yeah, know about NBA owners, but yeah. you kind of have to look nice, I think. Yeah. Well, they're, they're in their, you know, uh, ivory towers up in the in the conference <laughs> boxes. So who even knows what they yeah. look like? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also no idea. They're, I mean, they <laughs> true. Like, true. Who's gonna tell them you need to put on a suit? Yeah. You know, Mr. Yeah. Ludecker, you can't Take come in that here. Sweatshirt. Like, yeah, exactly. Sweatshirt. No one's gonna <laughs> tell you. No one's gonna tell you, but they're gonna secretly be judging you. Yeah. And, and that's gonna them. eat away. <laughs> that's gonna, yeah. Peasants. Oh, yeah, just spit on them from up there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh god. Well, quick aside: the Memphis Grizzlies have the other lesser mm-hmm. valuable team. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Memphis. Save, save John. Tennessee's great. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we're gonna. Yeah, you move the. Oh God, why? I'm yeah, ready. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna move on now to our main segment today, which is an NFL mock draft. Uh, so we're gonna go all the way through the first round, um, skipping the first two picks because I think we all know who's gonna be picked first and second. It's gonna be Mac Jones, and then, <laughs> so, uh, but I think we're taking for a given that Trevor Ian Lawrence Buck. is going to the Jaguars. <laughs> exactly, Ian Book. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, <laughs> the Jets pulling one out of their back pocket and uh, <laughs> taking Ian Book. But yeah, so we're assuming Trevor Lawrence at one, Zach Wilson at number two. 
Um, otherwise, the draft order is going to be me, the host. Um, I get priority, obviously. Um, and then we're going to have Bart, Jared, Wyatt, and Lucas. And then we're going to repeat until we go all the way through the first round. The rules are that trades are allowed. Um, and yeah, we'll try and stick it to about a minute of pick. And we'll go from here. But anyway, so starting out on the clock, now that we have skipped the two irrelevant teams, we've got the San Francisco 49ers. Cue the chime. Um, Mm-hmm. Exactly. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Someone's got to cool. dub over that with the actual chat. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> the pick is not yet in though, Wyatt. So let's let's calm down on the chime. Um, I've still got I've still got to make some calls. Uh, but no. um, I'm going. I'm gonna go um, with this pick. I'm gonna take a quarterback. I'm gonna take Trey Lance. Out of North Dakota State. Wyatt might not be a, a huge fan of that one, uh, but I think I, I, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think the 49ers. Did, did you mess I, with your notes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not funny. I'm not. I'm not convinced the 49ers will take Trey Lance. I think they should take Trey Lance um, as their option, and I think. The three reps at the pro day yesterday, Trey Lance looked good. I'm pretty convinced he's going to be better than Mac Jones. I'm also pretty convinced that he's going to be better than Justin Fields. We've got a guy who everyone's going to talk about is Carson Wentz, like, you know, 2.0. But if you look at his stats versus Carson's at uh, North Dakota State, Carson was 25 TDs, 10 picks. Trey went 28 TDs, no interceptions in his one year starting. He's got so much potential. I can't turn that down. Mm. I'm going with Trey. He called his own protections too, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's like, it's impressive. He's smart. Mm-hmm. This dude is legit. Yeah. Yeah. From Minnesota too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there hey. you go. Wow. That's a oh, I actually didn't know that. We, uh, yeah. Other other rule I didn't mention is that we only pick true. guys from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, all right. Well, so that's interesting. Actually, I think if that if that actually happens, a lot of people are saying that the 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 way the draft will play out depends on how the Falcons play it. But if that happens, yeah. then that's all right. Anyways, so my first instinct is to trade down. I think a lot of people would agree that Falcons don't need to use this pick. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of fields I might or what kind of offers I might be fielding. Fields. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Am I jumping the gun? No, but I'm not. I, I'm not taking Justin Fields with this. Um, I, <laughs> I think he'd be a great pick for them, but the Falcons restructured Matt Ryan's contract, so he's going to be around for a while. I don't think it makes as much sense. Uh, a lot of people are saying Kyle Pitts, just because he's so you know talented and he would transform their offense, yada, yada, yada. I don't think it's worth it because they already have a couple of studs at receiver. I'm going to go with Panay Sewell. I think they need help on their offensive line. He's a generational talent. I think he's a good, he's a good pick at four. Some people might even say a value pick, even though it's four. <laughs> he's that good. So that's my pick. Yeah. That's a good pick. Yeah, dude, I think PFF said he had, like, he's only, like, 19 or something, right? But he had the highest yeah. grade they'd ever had from an yep. O-lineman. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah. I saw that. Hold on. <laughs> All right, Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock, then at five. With Penesul going four, this makes this pick really easy. With the fifth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase. Wide receiver, mm-hmm. Louisiana State University. Mm-hmm. I, I thought picking Jamar Chase would be fun because it might throw the draft board into chaos a bit. Because a lot of, <clears throat> actually, he's becoming started like pretty popular on mock drafts now. But earlier, it was like almost everybody was saying Penny Sewell. 
which obviously is a good pick, but people are saying it's a deep offensive uh, line draft as well mm-hmm. as a deep um, wide receiver draft. But the thing that just pushes it over the top is that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase had like a freaking incredible season uh, when they were together at LSU. I think Joe Burrow would be pretty excited and put his stamp of approval on this. So that's what I'm going with. Jamar Chase. Well, I like it because now I have the pick of the litter. Uh, number six, Justin Fields is still available. Obviously, we're all in on Tua. And the reason why we traded back up to six is to grab an offensive talent. I am going to open up the floor and plug in my phone. Uh, the phone lines Ooh. are hot. If anyone wants to trade up and maybe take a Justin Fields sitting right for the pickings. But I am going to mull over some offensive talent because I do have Tua, and we have two Alabama wide receivers sitting there right in front of us, Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. Mm. And like I said, the reason why we traded up was to get a top guy, and Kyle Pitts is that guy. So I'm taking oh. Kyle Pitts. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <The six> pick. <laughs> what a better pick. What, what, can it, you know, what, what more could you ask for if you're Tua? Mm. Kyle Pitts goes to the Dolphins. I okay. like it. Nice. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm, I'm well, a little bit sad, but yeah, it's fine. For the, I'm sad for the Panthers and for Sam uh, Arnold, but whatever. <laughs> what have that target he needs? <laughs> well, thank you, Wyatt, for making that pick. Um, the Detroit Lions are on the clock, um, and they need a wide receiver. So we're taking whoever is the best available at this point. We need to build a competent supporting cast around all-star, pro bowl, all-NFL quarterback Jared Goff as he takes control of the offense. <laughs> um, and with the seventh pick, I'm going to pick the best receiver remaining, who is Devontae Smith. Mm. I think the guy is the real deal. I think he might not have the physical attributes or whatever that Chaser Waddle, Jalen Waddle, who I'm sure will be picked soon, have. But I think he is one of the best college wide receivers in history. Wyatt always says it. I agree with it. Um, and he always had to be the playmaker on Alabama's offense. Um, I think people, and I've said this before, are just psyching themselves out on this pick. Like they're like, <laughs> he's the guy that like falls down the draft board for absolutely no reason. Um, and There's so a think, reason, but well, no, you're right. I he's mean, small. For, he's, he's small. He's small, but I think he was fine. Uh, so I think, <laughs> um, with all that being said, <laughs> I will take Devonte Smith for the Detroit Lions at seven. I mean, yeah, I will say in in the defense against people saying he's small, he did play in, like, the toughest, like, probably the most bruising conference in the SEC. So, like, I feel good about that. He'll bulk yeah. up probably. Yeah. yeah. That's, po- that's yeah. very much a possibility. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I believe. Um, but anyway, with the, the eighth pick. No, oh, uh, wait, wait. Oh, oh, Phones are oh, ringing. Phones oh, are ringing now, oh. okay? It's Bill Belichick over at the New England Patriots. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm starstruck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a, this is, this is a, hey, man, it's Bill Belichick. Over there. <laughs> Sorry, what? Can you repeat that? Yeah, exactly. So Bill, Bill Belichick's giving, giving uh, Matt Rule or whoever's making the pick over the Carolina Panthers. He's mm. giving him a call. I'll give you he, – he's saying I'm going to give you my first-round pick this year, obviously. So you're going to yeah. trade back to 15. You don't really need <laughs> I'm going to give you my second-round pick this year, and that's all. Yeah, yeah that's no, my first-round pick this year, my second-round pick this year mm-hmm. as well. So my first and second, you can trade back, get a really solid O-lineman that I'm thinking you guys want, and we'll mm-hmm. go from there. Well, you're you're a bit back there, Jared. You're seven picks back, I believe. 
What yeah, if I told you that the team that was one pick back was also intrigued? Oh, let's hear it. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll give you. I don't. I don't know. I'm what I'll listening. Give you. I'll give, I'm listening. Yeah. I'll give you. Oh man, for for the player that I think we want, I'm willing to give you my second round pick, and maybe let's throw in a, a fourth or a fifth. I don't know. what's excessive. Hmm. No one's considering a next year first round pick. I don't know. To move back one I don't spot. Know if I have to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, okay, here we go, Aiden. I'll give you my yeah. first round pick this year, number fifteen. My second yeah. round pick this year, and my first year pick in twenty twenty two. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heavy price. Yeah, I'm taking that. <laughs> Bart counter offer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll literally let you own my franchise. <laughs> I don't think. so. Thanks. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Uh, Jared. Floor is yours. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So the Patriots trade up to eight. So here's my thinking. We're, Patriots, we're going to be good this year. The pick I just gave you for 2022 is going to be like 30, right? So here we go. <laughs> Patriots, with the eighth pick in the NFL draft, the New England Patriots select Justin Fields, quarterback from the Ohio State University. That's why I was eyeing as well. I, yeah, I, I don't know my... why I thought you were going to pick somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke like at like the third pick and be like, Jerry Jones on the phone. But I, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, but I, so I had in my notes that if Justin Fields falls to number eight, I'm jumping, I'm like jumping the Broncos to get him. Cause I'm like the Broncos, I've seen mock drafts where they don't do a, do a quarterback, but there's no way if Justin Fields is available at nine, the Broncos don't take him. I don't think so. Or like Trey Lance even. So I had my mind, I would trade up for Justin Fields if he was available. Mm-hmm. Aiden, I thought you were going to take him with the 49ers. <clears throat> I would not trade up for any other quarterback, though. It, I was mm-hmm. From there, I was just going to wait for Mac Jones to fall down to the Patriots, <laughs> and if that was there, I would go there. So anyway, eighth pick, quarterback Justin Fields and New England Patriots. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Bold, bold. Okay, so uh, <laughs> <clears throat> we have to go back to the drawing board. No, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Um, I actually was playing 40 chess there because our number one quarterback on the board was Mac Jones. I'm kidding. I'm not going with that either. <laughs> I think a, a big need for the Broncos is offensive line, so I'm going to end up picking a second lineman in a row here. Uh, I think Penesul is the number one outside tackle. Uh, Rashawn Slater is the best inside mm-hmm. lineman in this draft, so we're going to take Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern with pick number nine here. Mm-hmm. I like it. Not bad. With the 10th pick, Jerry Jones is on his yacht, getting ready to make the pick. He's eyeing some wide receivers, but he's got his analysts in the back that are like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Nah, just kidding. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll give it like five seconds if anybody's trying to make a call. No. I don't have a lot of service. Sorry. Good. Jerry wants this 10th pick. (laughs) With the 10th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Patrick Sertain II cornerback from the University mm. of Alabama. Mm. I refuse to buy into the narrative that Jerry Jones wants to trade up for Kyle Pitts or whatever. That's nonsense. They're like people are like Jerry Jones is like maybe impulsive, but he's not he's not that dumb. He's not going to do anything <laughs> like that. It would be we'll completely reckless to get to get anybody on offense. Maybe a lineman, but like any skill position player would be stupid. And I I've only seen one mock draft that did not take this pick. So, according to PFF, he never gave up a big play on a double move in college. So he's he's a basically just a super solid pick, Alabama crazy. guy. They had uh, they got what Trayvon Diggs last year, so they know what like what Alabama corners have been taught probably before they get in might help out too. So that's where I'm going. Yeah. 
now I'm, I'm also in a t- uh, tough predicament, New York Giants on the <laughs> clock, because we pick one spot ahead of the Eagles, who we know mm. are desperate for a wide receiver. And I got a guy sitting right in front of me, Jalen Waddell, who might, I might play a little gamesmanship here and take it away from them. Not only do I want to add a little piece to Daniel Jones and maybe do a little Josh Allen 2.0, but I also don't want to guard a guy who could take the top off the defense every mm-hmm. single uh, twice or twice a year against us every single year for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Micah Parsons is also sitting right in front of me, and he, I think he's the best defensive mm-hmm. player in this draft. Our defense was good last year, yet we didn't have a key defensive uh, playmaker outside of James Bradbury, mm-hmm. and. It's going to be tough. I wanted to go with Rashawn Slater. I wanted to go with Devontae Smith. They're my easiest picks. But I am going to go mix it up a little bit, and I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. Play a little gamesmanship here, keep him outside of the Eagles' hands, and maybe help, hopefully Daniel Jones takes a leap next year. Okay. It's an exciting draft. I would be pretty – I would be. Ex- I think it would be exciting if we saw this play out personally. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. A lot of receivers early. You like to see that. Yeah. 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 Well, as the uh, as the Philadelphia Eagles, I just saw numbers one and two on my big board get taken off by my two division rivals in the last two picks. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're we're sliding down to number three, which we're still happy about, and we're taking J.C. Horn, a quarterback mm. from South Carolina. Okay. The Eagles' problems they're horrific on the perimeter they have no wide receivers no corners and since all the sort of elite wide receivers i think are off the board at this point guys you consider taking this high at 12 we're gonna go to the corner and we're gonna get jc horn he's experienced he was a three-year starter at south carolina great in press coverage and the eagles have gotten even like weaker at cornerback with jalen mills leaving this offseason so i think you need to shore up that position jc horn's the best available guy to do it Son of Joe Horn, I believe, right? Joe yeah. Horn, yes. Fun, yeah. Love some good family dynasties. I don't know if that's a <laughs> dynasty yet, but anyway. Uh, the 13th pick, the LA Chargers. We're looking at some O-linemen. Okay, we, we got a young QB. We got to keep healthy. We got to protect. Um, and the O-line has been atrocious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they were at right tackle. They were 29th last year. Last couple of years, they've just generally been at the bottom of O-line rankings. Um, so I'm going with Christian Darisaw from Virginia Tech. Uh, he had a pretty big breakout season last year, the second best PFF rating for an O-lineman in the Power Five. Um, he's still young. He's got a lot of potential. Um, I think he's the move for for our future and for for Jay Herbs. Mm-hmm. All right. So as the Vikings right now, I uh, I have to say, I think we're salivating because we've got a lot of <laughs> enticing choices here. Okay. Um, somehow, Micah Parsons is still on the board. Is that right? Yes. Mm. yes. Um, does uh, Does anybody want to trade back so that the Vikes maybe fall back a couple spots? Because I think we can afford to. I just want to keep my you know, keep my phone line open for a little bit here. Anyone? Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I do. Mm. <laughs> I, the Arizona Cardinals at pick 16, can't ma- pass up an opportunity to grab Micah Parsons. Isaiah Simmons is good. Mm. He might not be a box linebacker. We might be better off moving him uh, into maybe a nickel or into the uh, safety position. So I want to go up and get Micah Parsons. So what are you me, willing to uh, to pay for that? Let me look at my assets. Because we're only moving up two spots <laughs> in the middle of the draft. I'll, I'll go ahead and switch you my first round pick, of course, pick fourteen and pick sixteen, and I'll give you a third round pick as well. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna need that second at least. 
You want a second round pick to move up two spots in the middle of the round? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a big no for me. I, I can take somebody else. I have another player I'm looking at. <laughs> you were in love with Michael Parsons. All right, here. Let's I compromise. Would. Third and fourth. I'll do He's desperate. Sounds great. You've got a deal. Cardinals are on the clock. All right, Cardinals on the clock. It's obvious because I just I just laid out who I wanted. <laughs> I see Michael Parsons in front of me. I can't pass him Michael Parsons. I wanted to take him as a giant, but now that I put on my Arizona uh, Cardinal cap, I'm more than proud to put him on my team. So, Michael Parsons, welcome to Arizona. Hmm. Okay. okay, we got the, the Panthers finally showing up here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was almost shocked that we got Michael Parsons there. Um, but I'm, I'm cool with that. We're still getting – we need a linebacker. That's definitely a need. Um, and the I think the second best linebacker on the board is our boy Jeremiah yeah. Owusu Koromoa, uh, who had a breakout year last year. He's pretty small, uh, but he won the uh, Buckus Award best linebacker in the nation last year. Um, he's a playmaker. He makes stuff happen, and I, I think our D needs him, so I'm going with him. Okay. As Rick Spielman here, I could not have played this better because <laughs> we didn't want him anyway, and you just. <laughs> So the people I was eyeing here, Quiddy Pay and a lineman, I guess the best lineman on the board now is Elijah Vera Tucker and potentially a cornerback, a.k.a. Caleb Farley. I think knowing what Mike Zimmer likes, they might go with a cornerback here, but I'm going to go with Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Uh, he's considered probably the best edge in the draft class. Daniil Hunter is iffy with his injuries, and even if he's healthy, the Vikes are going to like to have somebody to pair up with him on the other side of the ball moving forward. So I think this is a great pick for the Vikes by uh, dropping back to 16. They still get their guy. Mm. All right. Okay. Well, the Las Vegas Raiders are now on the clock and I have a few major needs, but the biggest is probably at tackle or one of the biggest is probably at tackle after they traded Trent Brown to the Patriots. So I'm going to make Maybe a slightly unconventional choice. So I'm going to take Tevin Jenkins, a tackle what? from Oklahoma State. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> a shocker. He's got to act like the team. He's got to Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken on the persona. Uh, PFF is huge on the guy. Earned a 93.6 run blocking grade last year. Especially helpful in upgrading a less than great run, rush offense. And he's only allowed 11 pressures over the last two seasons. And he's going to take the Raiders to the top. Tevin, <laughs> to the moon. Tevin Jenkins. The, the to top the moon. of the bottom of the draft. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I like the later parts of the draft because then you start seeing people who are like not conventionally rated high necessarily mm-hmm. going. And they're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Draft scouts are... Anyway. <laughs> All right, Aiden. Make us proud. Carry on the Dolphins' legacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I made a great pick earlier um, as <laughs> Dolphins GM getting Kyle Pitts. Um, but here we're going to go on the other side of the ball. I think we also need an Ed Rusher. Um, and I think the best on the board at the moment, this isn't the strongest draft in terms of um, edge guys, but I'm going to go with Aziz Ajalari out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, great name. Best know, name ex- exactly. Yes. And that's what I'm drafting for. Um, but but the Dolphins have had two have, saw Kyle Van Noy and Shaq Larson uh, leave this offseason. We need we need to replace. We need to shore up our our D line. And um, Aziz clearly is played against some tough competition. SEC mm-hmm. um, had a great year last year. Um, he's going to be the pick. 
All right. So the Washington football team is on the board now, and kind of like with the Vikings, uh, a couple of the, the main needs here that I'm looking at are offensive line and corner. Um, but I think most people would agree, <clears throat> excuse me, that the Washington football team's defense is definitely their strong suit. I think their offensive line is definitely probably more of a weak point. And Elijah Vera Tucker, in my opinion, is, is a, well, he's higher on my big board than Caleb Farley. I'll put it that way. So I'm going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker. Not sure who the quarterback is that this offensive line will be <laughs> blocking for. I don't know if it's Ryan Fitzpatrick or not, but I still think that this is a pick that makes more sense. Uh, Washington's defense was really good last year. I think they should focus on their offense early on. Okay. <clears throat> gotcha. Jared, you right, make then. it interesting? I'm not. They do. Obviously, the Bears need a quarterback. I'm not taking, like, Davis Mills or whatever the heck, like, people want. <laughs> Mac Jones take. is still on still the board. Still on the board, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're right. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought you were kidding. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know. I didn't even have him in my notes because I didn't think he would get there. But he, Mac Jones is available. Wow. I think you got to pull the trigger for the Chicago Bears at this point. I mean, he had like one of the highest completion. He had the highest completion percentage in the FBS last year, right? Uh, I think he had maybe like even set a record or something like that. Anyway, really not really good player. It's it's only twenty. Like you didn't freaking trade up to two or whatever the heck they did with Trubisky to to go get mm-hmm. this guy. You know, Tua's performance last year as an Alabama quarterback kind of worries you a little bit because I liked Tua better than Mac Jones even. Mm. Um, but I'm thinking you're like, if you're if you're the Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, you're like, dude, we don't know how many years we have left. We we need to go out. We're, it's not Andy Dalton. We need to go out and get a quarterback. <laughs> right you know what I mean? So it's like, I think you go get Mac Jones at this point if he's still available at 20. I think that's like a good spot for him. I don't think it's reaching. Mm. Yeah. There you go. All right, Mac Jones to the to the uh, Bears to save Ryan Pace's and Matt Nagy's career. <laughs> yeah. They pick yeah. Mac Jones and pick twenty. <laughs> You're right though. If he does follow the, he fall to them. How yeah. could they not pick him? I mean, yeah. unless yeah. I don't know, unless a team is drafting for the future, like the Saints. Like, I don't know. <clears throat> um. So now that the Colts are on the clock with pick twenty one. I think that we need to go with a wide receiver here because last year, although uh, Michael or Michael Pittman was a really good wide receiver and T.Y. Hilton is, uh, yeah. you know, he's getting older and he's not exactly, he can still take the top of the defense. But like I said, he's getting older. So I see Rashad Bateman sitting right here, right in front of my, my eyes. And I want to take Rashad Bateman out of my team and give Carson Wentz a legitimate chance to be successful. So Rashad Bateman, welcome to the Colts. This, this is the thing I love about Rashad Bateman mm-hmm. is on PFF, they were like, his draft stock fell because he measured in at six feet and 190 pounds on his pro day when analysts were expecting him to be six foot two <laughs> and over 200 pounds. Like, what is, you think he was just going to grow? What are they talking about? No, no. I saw something on this, like, in high school, he was listed at six two, and then at Minnesota, he was listed at six four. <laughs> <laughs> <And then, laughs> I don't know. I just think that's Who funny. knows? Yeah. You have to know the height. Dude, God. Does it matter is the question. <laughs> what does the tape tell you? Yeah. I know. It's a no, ridiculous I mean, reason. Rashad Bateman's really getting slept on. I think he's going to be great for whoever he plays for, and you stole it from a couple teams from me, Jared. So. Every Golden Gopher in the draft Wyatt, is sorry. going to be great. <laughs> yeah. True. But it is now the Tennessee Titans' turn on the clock, and in terms of their draft needs, um, they're sort of like an 
an Eagles, but who's actually good. Need help at corner, need help at wide receiver. Um, but I think they especially need help at corner. Uh, Malcolm Butler, Dory Jackson both let go this offseason. Uh, so with the 22nd pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback, Florida State. Oh, my God. Son of an NFL legend. It's the second one I picked. Um, <laughs> he is a little short, but he's a he's great in coverage. A lot of picks. I uh, <clears throat> think he's going to succeed wherever he goes. Because you had me there. I really thought you were taking Caleb from... But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, drafting for the, the hometown team, the, the New York Jets. Also, thank you, Seattle, um, for, for giving us this, this pick. Very kind of you. Um, but, but yeah, I'm going with Caleb Farley. Um, I think he's the best corner on the board. I think if he hadn't had back surgery last year, he probably would have been a top 10 pick or so in 2019. He had like a, a passer rating of 26.8 against him. Um, he's, he's pretty ridiculous. All the, all the talk is that his, his medical exams have seemed to show that he's, you know, um, he's good to go. Um, so we're, we're going to bet on that and we're going to go with him. Okay. okay, that's interesting. I think as the Steelers at 24, I would have been thinking about Caleb, so I don't like you for that. Um, I think something actually, I think, that, I mean, the Steelers aren't like elite per se, but I do think we could afford a trade down here. I don't know if anybody is uh, itching to draft Kyle Trask or something. <laughs> um, uh, listen, the Baltimore Ravens are willing to hear you to trade up a couple spots. Within the division? Ooh. From okay. To Twenty-four. What's uh? What do you? What do you? Th- throw me. A, throw me an offer. I'll throw you a third round pick this year and a third round pick next year. And you've got yourself a deal. It's that easy. The art of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So the Baltimore Ravens are now on the clock. I'm not letting another wide receiver getting taken off of me. And I think that the Ravens have a big need at wide receiver. They can't let Lamar Jackson just do everything. So I'm going to take. Kadarius Tony, oh. wide receiver, Florida. <laughs> One word to describe this guy: playmaker. That's what everybody's <laughs> saying. Um, and I think having someone who can be a playmaker outside of Lamar really helps that offense. So I think he slots in nicely. Ravens going places with Kadarius Tony. Dang. So I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars at 25. My my big board got a little decimated there. I had Caleb Farley, which Aiden put, took. Then I had Kadarius Tony, which Lucas just took. So now I, a wide receiver is still in need, but I'm going to regroup at this point and just take <laughs> one of the best athletes available, Trayvon Morig, safety over at Texas Christian University. Mm. I have a soft spot for defensive backs at Purple at Purple Schools because that's what I was mm. back in high school, <laughs> defensive back at a Purple School. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, like I said, the Jaguars have so many knees, but this guy, the draft boards are super high on him. Apparently, he had the most pass deflections by safety um, over the last two seasons, I want to say. Yeah, each each of the past two seasons. Um, so he's a good athlete, uh, a lot of versatility. That's where I'm going. I think it's just draft a good athlete, essentially, is what the Jaguars should do here. That's probably a good idea. And I feel the same way about the Browns right now, except <clears throat> maybe for different reasons, because the Browns kind of have the pick of the litter they invest a lot of picks into their secondary they have a lot of pieces on offense they have a really good offensive line they just sound Jadavian Clowney but we did let go two of our starting defensive interior linemen 
and I see Christian Barmore sitting mm-hmm. right here in front of me, who's actually really highly ranked on Pro, Pro Football Focus as an interior defensive lineman, saying that yeah. he might be, you know, as dominant as Quentin Williams was when he was in uh, college. So it's an easy pick for me. I'm taking Bar- or Barmore to solidify my interior defensive line. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Browns. <laughs> yep, it's it's interesting because yeah, I think he's the like pretty unanimous DL one. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's not. Yeah, yeah, he fell like quite far for yeah. the first of his position. It's just not a uh, deep defensive draft this year, I would say. Yep. No. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the Steelers who who traded down. It is the house now, right? Yes. Yep. So. so once again, I feel like I've gotten quite lucky today because. Uh, <laughs> A lot of the yeah, I mean, a lot of players that we would be happy to take, I think, are on the board. <laughs> Does anyone want to trade down again? <laughs> um, so I'm I'm not sure. I I know the general consensus is don't take running backs early on. Mm. I'm tempted to take Travis Etienne as as RB one here. I don't think they should, and so I won't. Uh, I think another position of need for the Steelers is edge. They lost Bud Debris. I think they lost uh, some other guy. So I'm gonna go with Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Uh, also a very athletic guy. I think I've seen him as the edge one, actually, on some boards. So I think mm-hmm. the Steelers are happy with him falling to the late first. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, with the with the Saints here, now on the clock. This is a, this is a tough one. Oh, t- <laughs> Kyle Trask is vaguely tempting here uh, <laughs> for, for a team that... You read the reports? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, yeah, if... I don't know, a Drew Breesless Saints um could could need a Kyle Trask or could, you know, use betting on someone like Kyle Trask who's still potentially a big talent, kind of buried underneath a, a really good QB class. Also tempting to take a wide receiver. I think the best ones are off the board. I think the best corners are off the board too, which is another need for them. So yeah, I'm gonna pull the trigger. We're going Kyle Trask here. We're betting on our future. Ooh. We don't think Taysom Hill is the answer, but we're not going to say that publicly. We also yeah. don't think Jameis Winston is the answer, answer, but we're also not going to say that publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Trask is not of a profile that we have to start him by any means this season. Um, but if he does turn out to be a talent, I think late first round is like mm-hmm. a could be a bargain for it mm-hmm. for a guy who is yeah yeah pretty serious anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. Green Bay Packers a little late to the party. Yeah. Jordan Love. Oh, no, just, exactly. They're just mad that they can't take another quarterback. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's all yeah, it's tragic. Um, hold on. Okay, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to catch up here. Okay, so yeah, I think, I think another, I guess, semi-decent falling here because the I think the Packers definitely could use a cornerback. Um, I know that their their pass defense is already pretty elite because they have uh, Jair Alexander, but I don't know that they are capable of passing up on Greg Newsom the second because he's at least the highest remaining player on my big board. I think that I'm gonna go with him. Just try to pad that already solid pass defense a little bit. Wow, another year, not another wide receiver. Well, like like somebody was just saying, the best wide receivers are gone. A Rod just kicking so. and screaming. I'm sorry. I'm actually a, I'm a plant, and I'm trying to not. <laughs> okay, wait. What was your pick again, Bart? Who was it? Greg Newsom the second. Greg Newsom. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Don't forget the second. 
Okay, perfect. So I'm for the Buffalo Bills, the 30th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. I believe this guy is still available. I'm going Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher from Miami. He didn't play in 2020 uh, because of COVID. I believe he was a – is he the guy I think that was like a receiver and then went to D-line? Is it, is, am I thinking of the same guy? Anyway, sure. he had 16 sacks, 16 sacks yeah. as a freshman, which is ridiculous. Um, and I, I think, like, you can coach him up, good athlete. Most of the guys on my board kind of got taken up, to be honest. So I, I, I was like scrambling just a bit, but uh, I, I, a need for that most people identified was D line, and so I just went with Gregory Russo from Miami there. Yeah, I would have went corner. I would have went corner, but like all my corner picks got taken. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm the same way, and I'm sitting here at the Chiefs right now. I would have gone corner. I'm thinking about a wide receiver too because I don't wow. know. I mean, they just lost Sammy Watkins, who might have been their wide receiver too. Um, obviously, Travis Kelsey's on the team, Tyreek Hill. But, I mean, you have a lot of gadget guys, and we were seeing balls hit, get hit off the wide receivers' heads in the Super Bowl. I know that their, uh, <laughs> I know that their <laughs> offensive line was not great, but they did sign uh, Tooney, I want to say his name was. Um, so, I am at a loss here. On who I want to pick because I think I think I'm gonna go with a wide receiver too and get a little crazy. I'm going to Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Mm. Uh, okay, mm. I like it. It's a luxury so it pick. Me to the the last pick of the draft, oh, the wow. Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks. Not a lot of weaknesses, but from what I've read up on. They need a little bit of help on the D-line, a little bit of depth to get some rotation in there. Dompkins is pretty old. Uh, so with the final pick in the first round, <laughs> the 2021 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will select Alan McNeil, defensive tackle, North Carolina State. He earned the highest-rated rush defense grade among the country's defensive tackles last season from PFF. He's a good pass rusher. He's huge. So I like him here to sort of help, you know, uh, shore up the defensive line for the Super Bowl champions. What was the pick? Sorry. Alan McNeil. A L I M. I don't even think I have him on my board. Yeah. Jeez. I thought it's, an oversight. Yeah. <laughs> <your part. laughs> I'm like, who is this? I can add it too. <laughs> and there you have it. That's the first round. Yeah. Very exciting. So, I think that was pretty exciting, actually. If that actually plays then, yeah. out that way, I'll, I'll be like, what? <laughs> if I'm we like, get all 32 picks correct. Exactly. If we see a Mac Jones slide to pick, what was it, number 19? 20. Would, 20. 20. Oof. That would be dramatic. I feel like that's right where he yeah. should be. He, like, flew up draft boards, for, I yeah. think. Probably. For no reason, really. Yeah. 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 But the Niners could just full take him at three. Exactly. They could. Uh-huh. We, we got a range here. <laughs> but but the, I, th- I think if the Niners don't take him at three, he's going to fall at least into the top 15, I would say. Or to into the 15, like the mid-round kind of draft grade. I don't know if anyone's mm-hmm. really jumping at the bits to go and get uh, mm-hmm. Mac Jones. Yeah. And once once a QB hits the mid-round, like they can fall. Right. Yeah, because a lot of times right. the mid-round guys don't actually want a QB. So, yeah, I think I think it's possible. That'd be pretty wild if the Bears end up in them. But anyway. <laughs> but we're going to now 
uh, do a bit of a, a retrospective on our mock draft. We're going to meditate on it. We're going to think about our our um, our greatest mistakes, our um, greatest triumphs, um, and we're mostly just going to diss everyone else's picks or mm-hmm. uh, you know give props where props are due. Um, so to start out, Lucas, uh, we're going to start with you. What was the most surprising pick of the draft? I'm going to throw it right back at you, Aiden, and I think it's taking oh Kyle Trask at 28. <laughs> yes. I, just, I, I think having that man in the first round at all is a little bit of a stretch, um, so, but I applaud you for it. So, you know, we'll see if it happens. I don't think it would pan out super great for the Saints, like having four <laughs> Three mediocre quarterbacks. That's a mediocre. Wow. Average at best. I don't know. Jameis but... mediocre. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, how, how many picks, Jared? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but how many touchdowns? So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What was his ratio? <laughs> one to one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm a little stunned. Somebody took Kyle Trask in the first round. Mm. So I'll, I'll put that that's fair. Surprising. I am stunned by that. I think it's a good pick. Mm. You probably, you def, the Saints definitely could have waited, but it's mm. a good pick. Mm. And I, I think a really great landing spot for Kyle Trask. I agree. I would love that. Maybe the for, move for the Saints is to move up into like early second rounds, either trade back or trade forward into like early mid second rounds that they get him. Cause I don't know. He'd probably go, he's going at some point in the second round. And I don't know. If I were the Saints, I wouldn't be super confident with my QB situation. I mean, Trey Lance to the 49ers was pretty surprising, too. I have to put that out there. You're not hearing that. (laughs) Yeah, You were not hearing that, but you heard it here first. Yeah, Yeah, you heard it here first. We're going to look like geniuses. I I don't know if y'all noticed, but I picked a quarterback with every pick I had today. (laughs) Oh, people forget. (laughs) I really do believe in Trey Lance, though. I do. I I think they're going to take Justin Fields. Or I, I, I have a strong. I, um, I also just don't understand how Trey Lance has jumped Justin Fields. I, I, yeah. I don't quite see it. I, yeah. Maybe it'll happen, but I, I, like, I'm not going to say I'd be surprised. But I don't think I would understand it yet. Yeah. Just because he's not on TV every week, Bart. Dude, did you see that? Just we talked about this, right? Justin Fields is like the, the uh, highest like processor or like quickest processor on the field stuff. Mm. Didn't we talk what? about it? He no, took some tests or something. That's funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing some crap out there. The Wonderlick? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, we talked about how it's not the Wonderlick. Oh, okay. Tell me I'm not imagining okay. this. Okay. I don't think you are. I don't have a specific memory, but I have a vague memory of I this believe happening. You. So. I believe you. I do think Justin Fields will be good. Um, I think Trey Lance will be better. But I don't know. That's, we will see. TBD. <laughs> But anyway, moving on to worst pick. Maybe this is also going to align with surprising picks. And I'm asking Wyatt, so that spells trouble. Wyatt it was the worst pick of the Should draft. Should I say taking Trey Lance over Justin Fields? Because that's how I feel. But I'm actually going to go with the Titans pick at 22, Lucas. Asante Samuel Jr. over Caleb Farley. And, uh, Aiden said it. If he didn't have back surgery, he would have been a top 10 pick. And I think if he's sitting there and you're looking to replace your corner, you got to just take Caleb Farley. I mean... It's about just as much of a risk, I would say. He's a highly graded corner, and a lot of people have him jumping up pretty high. I mean, he might be top top 15. So if you fall all the way down to 22, you can't pass him up for a cute pick. We can't we can't forget that he did have back surgery. That is a risk factor that Asante Samuel <laughs> Jr. does not come with. 
Would great. you rather have somebody who plays okay or somebody who doesn't play at all? Or a great. Luke is asking the, the real question. Would you rather have someone who's elite dad can teach him how to play? Or... <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I mean, it's Andre Samuel. I think on, on most mock drafts, is a first round. Yeah. Player. So like, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But no, I, it I, is... I think he's pretty talented. Yeah. Yeah. But I, Russell, I accept the criticism. I'll internalize. I also would have said Tevin Jenkins, but that is probably the most uh, accurate to what a team would do type pick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, will, like 50... I will not be surprised if they take him. That's like fifty percent of why I chose it too. Because like it's like a random out there dude. <laughs> okay, moving on to the good stuff. We got Jared. With who is your best pick, or who do you think had the best pick of the draft? You can't pick any um, of yourselves. Any anything you? Know. Yeah, I, I, I was <laughs> gonna say Cowboys. No. Yeah, exactly. I, I really the like... Cowboys five years ago with Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Wyatt's pick with the Colts. Yeah. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good mm-hmm. pick. And they, I've never seen the Colts as like being a uh, wide receiver factory necessarily. Um, so I think that's a good pick for them. As well as the uh, the Ravens, yeah, Kadarius Tony for the Ravens. That's a good pick. They, that's like they've desperately needed that for Lamar Jackson for a while now, and they they just like never address it. I also, you know, Jeremiah Wusukarmoa. I think you got him at fifteen, right, mm-hmm. Aiden? Yep. Well, yeah, with the trade with me, I like that pick too. I think he's gonna be a super good um, NFL player, and I he's one of, he was one of my favorite players in Notre Dame. So. Yeah. Those are my top three to nominate some. All right. And with that, we will wrap up our mock draft and our episode. Be sure to listen on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on all social media at You Thought Sport, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, <laughs> and make sure that you. Share this mock draft when it gets posted on Instagram with Mel Kuyper, with Todd McShay, with anybody who will listen to show that they also know nothing. So have a good week. We'll see you next time.